Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. I'd like to welcome my guest, Jackie Vandergallion, Family Care Coordinator of Grief Share in Fond du Lac, hosted by Euchre Witt Funeral Home and sponsored by Lighthouse Christian Church. Welcome to Closer Look, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. To start us off, would you tell us a story about someone that came to Grief Share that paints a picture of the work of the program? The first group, the first time that people come, they're so broken and so it's so hard that many times we go around and introduce ourselves and most people can hardly even speak their names. Uh, they're just so hurt and sad and life is just really throwing them a curveball. So they're very scared. So it's it's really a blessing to watch <clears throat> over the 13 week span how people create new friendships and create a new confidence and start delving into the hard work of grieving and just a change that I am able to see in their lives at the end of the 13-week program. It's just beautiful and grateful that the program touches on so many of the relevant issues in the experience of grief. How'd you get into working with Grief Share? What's your story? Well, I had lost most of my family. In a matter of about 25 years, I'd lost four of my brothers and sisters and my parents. And I am now basically alone other than my children and my husband. But I kept thinking there has to be something. There has to be some way to deal with this. I had so much built up hurt and sadness and loneliness and anger. I didn't know what to do to deal with it. So as I was praying about this, I came across the Grief Share program. A dear friend of mine, her husband passed away. She came to me and said, hey, I'm looking at this grief share program and I want to go. Will you go with me? She didn't know I was looking into it. I had just been praying and reading about it. And so I went with her and the two of us just went out afterwards. We got in the car and I started crying and I'm like, I found it. I have found where God is directing me. So I brought that, I brought that here. I brought that home to Fond du Lac and I just try to spread that word through my community and my church. What types of loss and tragedy bring people to Grief Share? Grief Share is set up so that it is a loss of a human. It's not a loss of your job or a loss of your dreams, all of which are very viable and grief-worthy, not to minimize them at all. But Grief Share is set up that it is to come alongside people who have lost a loved one as in a spouse or a child or a parent, um, a grandparent, a close friend. So it's it's set up that we're all, no matter how, what your loss is, basically we all go through the same stages or the same feelings. When you observe people who are grieving, have you, have you noticed a pattern? I mean, we like those formulas like, um, you know, the stages of, of grief. But have you noticed how people grieve? Is everyone different? Yes, everyone's very different. And they're very alike in the same way. A lot of it depends on how the person was was deceased. Sickness where it's a prolonged is very different than um, 
a sudden death, which is also very different than a suicidal death. Yet at the same time, the underlying whys, the underlying anger, the underlying loneliness are still the same. So we kind of don't do the stages of grief anymore because I think people got caught up with, if I'm at stage one, then I can hurry up and get to stage five and be done with this. But that's not the way it works. You're on stage one, you maybe the next week you're on five, maybe next week you're on two. It's all over. How does a person know if they need the help that Grief Share has to offer? I don't know that we always do. Sometimes it's a friend that says, I'm, I'll come with you because I see that you're hurting in places that we can't help you with. So sometimes it's a companion that will come along. Sometimes, as in my experience, I just knew that there was some way to deal with all of this. And so I sought out how to get help and where to get help from. When I came across the Grief Share program, it was just so practical and yet so like you had somebody walking next to you on this really hard road. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look, and I'm talking with Jackie Vandergallion, Family Care Coordinator of Grief Share in Fond du Lac, hosted by Euchre Witt Funeral Home and sponsored by Lighthouse Christian Church. Jackie, what kind of people attend the meetings? I would say people of all ages, of all backgrounds, of all different kinds of losses. Most people are looking for a faith-based program. Even if they are not practicing faith, they understand that that God is really a, a very real part of loss. Some people are very broken, and some people are very cool about their loss. Sometimes people are afraid to admit that they're hurt or admit that there's a broken piece. Sometimes people will come in acting like they're very cool about their grief, not really wanting to admit. And usually by a couple of times in the in the group, you start to hear them realize that they don't need to have a cavalier or a cool attitude, that it's okay to be broken, it's okay to hurt, and I'm safe here. And I think when they put down those walls and allow themselves to be vulnerable, it's because they have felt safe and cared for in confidence. That's an amazing place to be when you're grieving. Are there any group guidelines? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. What is said in the group stays in the group. It's very important that people come and that they feel safe and that they feel like their comments and their pain is just within the group. I think that that trust and that confidence is a very major part in the healing process. Part of the group is a, is a conversation time. And if you don't feel like you can trust those who you're talking with, you're not going to talk. So I very much endorse what Grief Share promotes as far as the confidence. The other qualifications or recommendations, shall we say, to be in the group are, again, that you've lost a human companion, a human friend, a human person as part of your grief. Are the meetings in groups or gender specific? No, we typically do a group. I I usually find a time on the calendar where I will do a 13-week group, 
and then put it out for anyone who wants to participate. There's been times where I've had all women. Sometimes I've had like three or four men in the same group with women in all different age ranges and all different kinds of deaths. It would be nice, I think, to have just a men's group. None of my groups have really been large enough to do that and to have good conversation with two people, say. So I've, I've not really done that yet. Do people take the sessions more than once? Yes, you can go through the program. Many people go through the program two to three times. If you go through and a year later or six months later, you do the program again, you're in a different place emotionally and a different place in your grief. And I think watching the videos and having the time to work in the workbook and be part of the conversation is all different the second time than it was the first time. And many people have come back through the third time. I tell people in your workbook, one time write your answers or write your thoughts or where you're at in red ink. The next time do it in blue ink. The next time if you come back a third time, do it in black ink so that you can see where you have come, how far you've traveled, how far your grief has healed since the first time you were with us. It's kind of like peeling the layers of an onion. There's something yes, new very much. every layer. What happens if I'm starting halfway through? Is that allowed? Yes, you can join in anytime you want. Each week we watch a 40-minute video on an aspect of grief. It does not go continuation from last week. Every week is its own standalone topic. So if we're on week five and you come in, you're not going to be lost as to what happened. You're going to feel like, oh, I wish I would have come in sooner because I missed those. But you can just come the next time and watch them the, the next group. So a, a lot of people do do that. Let's say a father lost his son a few months ago and he feels alone and someone told him about Grief Share and he shows up for a first meeting. What's that going to be like for him? It's going to be scary for him. And, and yet at the same time you come in, everyone that is there has lost someone they love. So the last thing that is there is judgment. The first thing that is there is just enveloping people into, uh, into a safe place or into a place where they can talk. So he will be given the opportunity to share his story if he would like to. If you don't want, that's fine. So I think everyone, every group that I have done, people are very anxious to reach out and to help each other. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. And my special guest today is Jackie Vandergallion, Family Care Coordinator of Grief Share in Fond du Lac, hosted by Euchre Witt Funeral Home and sponsored by Lighthouse Christian Church. Online, you're going to find them at griefshare.org or reach them by phone at 920-922-5110. Jackie, from how far away do people usually come to your grief share sessions? Most of the people that come are very local. I do have ladies that come from usually 30 to 45 minutes away. It's a lot of local people. There are so many emotions and issues to deal with after a loss. At Grief Share, each week there's a different topic at the meeting. Would you give me an overview on a few of them? Let's start with the journey of grief. The road that people find themselves on when they have lost someone is a sudden 
usually a sudden or a very big change in their lives. So what does that look like? How do I do this? How do I get up tomorrow morning and do my day, do my life? So the journey is the journey is long, but it's and it's all encompassing, but it's a little piece at a time. So how do I do that? What does that look like? And what the the uh, program says, and I reiterate it many times, is just do the next thing. So wake up in the morning, just do the next thing. And if that means brushing your teeth and that's all you can handle today, that's great. Compliment yourself and applaud yourself because you've done that. Sometimes it's as your grief wears down or as your grief grows um, into a, a more stable life, maybe that means going back to work or maybe that means having going to a Christmas. And what does that look like? And each step, it's tools to help people to break that down and look at what do I need to do and what can I handle without feeling overwhelmed. So we give permission to people to stop at going to someone's home or to not feel like you have to go back to work tomorrow. It's permission to grieve. It's permission to take that journey that day the way that you need to in order to be healthy. Another session is called Stuck. What's that about? Stuck is a good one. You just get to a place where you're not growing and you're you're maybe becoming angry again. You're maybe becoming uh, lost your footing as far as your journey and your goals. Stuck means that I'm just in the same spot and I just keep reiterating the same thing to myself and I'm not moving on. That is a very common piece of grief. So that challenges us to what do I need to do to stop being stuck? What steps do I need to take? And those steps may be bold. They may be hard. But I think the program helps people to grow the confidence that they can do that. You can take that next step. And we're here to cheer you on when you do. So make sure you let us know. (laughs) Another session is called Lessons of Grief. There's many lessons to be learned in grief. Sometimes we get so caught up in blaming God or blaming someone else, blaming a doctor, where you have to just stand back and be able to look at it and learn from that space and realize that God is in control and that it's not up to us always. Sometimes it's up to God and sometimes we have to allow that and try to find peace with that. There's many lessons to learn. Jackie, of all the sessions that you've been through yourself and taught to others as well, which session usually speaks the most to you? I think there's one called grief and relationships. And I think that one speaks to me a great deal because when you're grieving, sometimes we just kind of enfold into ourselves. And yet there's so many people around us that love and care about us. And to allow people to love you again, to allow those doors to be open, it makes you vulnerable. It makes you vulnerable to hurt again or to hurt deeper or on a new level. So it's a conscious effort to be able to extend yourself back into other relationships, back into your family, back into your marriage, 
or friends that love you. It almost sounds like a decision made that it's an intentional thing. Yes, very much so. Are there any common misperceptions about grief recovery? Very much so as well. Um, People think that there's five steps and you go through the five steps and you're done. Some people think that I'm foolish for feeling this way. I, I don't, I shouldn't be so sad. Get over it. Those are definite misconceptions. You've had a relationship with someone that you've cared for deeply and you've lost them. They've passed away. It's okay to grieve. People need to understand that people need to grieve. It's very healthy and it's part of the way that God has made us. We hurt when that person is gone. Holidays and anniversaries seem to be especially difficult after a loss. Do you have any suggestions for people to cope? There is also a grief share program called Surviving the Loss of Your Spouse and another called Surviving Holidays. Those two programs are just a one video, one time event. But a big piece of what they teach us in there is to make your own plan. So you know that over the holidays, all of your family is going to get together and you're scared. You don't know if you can handle that without your loved one. So make a plan. I'm going to stay for an hour and then I'm going to be able to leave. When I get there, I'm going to park in a place where I can get out if I need to. I'm going to stay for an hour. I'm going to enjoy this. But the minute I start to feel uncomfortable, I have to go. So it's it's like setting your yourself in a situation where you're in control and knowing your limitations or having someone come alongside you that is a trusted member of your family that you can just break away or just say, I just need some air. Will you walk outside with me? People have well-meaning, but they don't always get it. So sometimes even though we're the ones that are grieving, we need to take good care of ourselves. Do you have any other helpful resources? Yes. If you go on the Grief Share website, you can sign up for a daily email of just healing and hope and thoughts, um, scripture that will kind of be a daily, a daily reflection. That is a very helpful tool. How is Grief Share and Fond du Lac funded? We are funded through Eucherwit Funeral Home. We hold our group there and They have purchased the program for us and they um, sponsor us. Do you ever need volunteers? Uh, Not really. I have one woman that volunteers with me um, and we try to limit that because of the confidentiality. Jackie, earlier this year, I had a severe health crisis myself and it got me thinking as you were talking, uh, how can we help our loved ones cope in advance that might lose us one day? Well, I... I myself had, uh, um, two years ago, had a heart attack. And if my day would have planned, would have worked out the way that my plan was, I would not have survived that heart attack. And so I think I've becoming a little bit more intentional. I have three adult daughters and two adult grandchildren, teenage grandchildren. I think I've become a little more intentional with my conversation Jackie, our time together has been very good and you've shared a lot of good things with us. Before we close, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I have a thought process that I kind of uh, do this by 
that I would love to share with people. It is it is my belief that we are created for community, that God has not wired us to do this life alone, and he hasn't wired us to do our grief alone. So the great question to ask ourselves are who or what are the good instruments that God has put in our lives? And to seek the good instruments out to help us grow, to help us work through our grief, and even hard things, hard circumstances, so that we can all be exactly what God wants us to be, growing and healthy, to live well and to love well. I'd like to thank my guest, Jackie Vandergallion, Family Care Coordinator of Grief Share in Fond du Lac, hosted by Euchre Witt Funeral Home and sponsored by Lighthouse Christian Church. For more information on Grief Share, you can also email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com. You'll come alive You'll come alive You'll come alive You'll come alive Thanks for joining us today for the latest news and encouraging words from Lighthouse. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon Music. Just say, Alexa, play Come Alive podcast. I'm Pastor Dave O, and remember, we come alive through the power of Jesus Christ. I'm going to catch you next time on Come Alive. Come Alive.